Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We got a lot to get into. Oh, man, we got the full Monty to get right to it. Uh, we'll talk about all the Longhorns that were taken in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Dallas Cowboys will talk about their draft as well. Also, the Houston Texans will review all of the NFL news notes and nuggets related to the NFL Draft. Also, we'll talk NBA playoffs. Uh, the man, the Warriors and Steph Curry with an iconic infamous performance if you will in game seven we'll get into that also we'll talk about the heat winning game one in their playoff series so we'll get into the nba playoffs just a little bit as well also texas baseball in action as we speak we'll give you an update on that before we do let's introduce you to the rest of the crew he was a second round pick for the montreal expos for the first round pick for the austin radio network he originally committed to the university of texas but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese pimping ain't easy but for him it's a breeze mike hardball hard ladies and gentlemen what's going on brother I'm excited to be here. It's a Monday. We got a great week ahead of us. There's so much to get into, and I'm excited about Texas Longhorn mm-hmm. football players changing the narrative. Can it continue? And I'm going to ask my man Rob Babers about that as we speak. But let me tell you about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you. The listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro as always. Uh, always a little bit sweeter after a great weekend of sports to get to. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that the man is underpaid. He is Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, it's another week. Let's hit it. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Also, shout out to Lou. Lou is in the building. Lou still got the cone on. How long Lou going to wear the cone? Well, when somebody was left alone for 15 minutes, he re injured himself. So oh. he was he the same is, the same spot. Same spot. Okay. So yeah, I went out front stubborn. to do a little bit of yard work, walked back in the house and he was looking at me like Dad, I did it again. Hey, Lou, Lou seems to be undisciplined. Lou, very, Lou very undisciplined. Very lax discipline. Hey, yeah. what, what do the coaches say? I can't trust you. Yeah. Can't win with them. Can't, yeah, can't trust the world now. So the, you got to gotta wear the cone. Got to wear the cone. Got to wear the cone. Uh, all right, you can be a part of the show. You're the heartbeat of the thing. You're the post of it. Specs text lines, the best way to do it, 512-337-3776. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Also, the Twitterverse. Let me remind you about that. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis, and I'm at Rod Baby. In the Twitter first. Do we want to give a score update on Texas? No, we don't. Not right now. All right. Uh, No, we don't. Move on to Texas football uh, conversation. Let's do do that. He's talking about, uh, yes, very, he's talking about (laughs) optimistic stories uh, with Texas football because uh, you had five players drafted uh, for the Longhorns, and that is a huge leap of improvement considering where they were last year when they did not have a player drafted. We know Bijan was drafted first round, number eight overall to the Atlanta Falcons. We talked about that. We'll get back to that conversation, uh, but let's talk about the guys, uh, the four other players that were drafted for the Longhorns, Harge. Which one of these uh, selections overall, DeMarvion Overshaw to the Cowboys, uh, shout out to your Cowboys, uh, obviously, that's a big move. Rojo to the Bears is a big one. Keandre Coburn to the Chiefs, uh, and more eligible to the Eagles. So yeah, your Cowboys have to see him sooner oh, or later. Oh my goodness. Uh, what, which one do you want to start with? Which one intrigues you the most? Well, you know, every time we bring it up, you know I would obviously be the homer, but I want to go with, but I'm not, but I obviously want to talk about Moro Ojimo. And the reason being is because he's somebody that came to the University of Texas at 16, 17 years old, got a chance to develop, got in trouble, got his hand slapped a little bit when he was very forthright with the media at the University of Texas, but he continued to grow as a football player. And then for him to go to the NFC East uh, champion, an NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles, with that team that has pretty much every Georgia Bulldog defensive player that you could possibly find. Is it five now they got from five, that defense? From that defense. From five that defense. Of them. From that from defense that particular from 2021, yeah. where they were the best defense <laughs> yeah. in college football, That's let alone probably history. You know what I'm saying? They're in the conversation. They are definitely in the yeah. conversation. For him to go to that type of team where they can get that, that extra level of success and support, 
I like what he was able to do. I'm just glad that he got his name. Because as you started going on into the draft, you was wondering. It was like, wait a minute. How is this dude not drafted yet? Because we thought he would have been one of the guys to go a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the seventh round. Maybe the fifth. Maybe even the fourth. Because of the way that he tested out and the way that people were talking about him. And his youthfulness. You know, he's a younger player that you can kind of mold into what you want. Because he does have that 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 youth on his side, but I'm excited for him and I'm happy for him. Uh, yeah, I agree. And you know, Daniel Jeremiah, I gave you some numbers about Daniel Jeremiah and how accurate he was. We talked about him last week. How he 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 hit on four, I believe, the top ten picks uh, in the NFL yep, draft, yep, like his yep. last mock draft. He actually had the Texans trade. He did in that mock draft. Like he nobody did. predicted, he had the exact trade in his mock draft. So. He was he was really accurate. He actually had Moro Ojimo as one of his steals of the draft. Yeah, uh, like the best value, I should say. I think he quoted the way he quoted it was it's best value. It had all the players ranked in terms of who had the best value picks in every round, and Moro Ojimo was his seventh round value mm-hmm. pick. Because, no, I'm with you on that because you're talking about a guy that can play multiple shades up front, can play inside, also play outside, um, had done that at Texas to a really high level, and as a a fifth-year senior, ended up graduating from what the Macomb School of Business, Mm -hmm. I believe was, with a degree in finance, and he is only 21 years old. Yeah. That, That. that just shows you, yeah, that's a that's a high upside guy, extremely high upside guy. And the Eagles even said they were surprised. I thought he would go before Kendrick Coburn. I did too. I was pretty I sure he too. was. I was a little surprised he did not go before Coburn, um, considering the high upside of a guy like Marojimo, but still ends up in a great spot where he's basically he has the luxury of learning from the deepest defensive front in all of the NFL. Yeah. He'll have access to learn from the deepest defensive front in the NFL. <laughs> That's a beautiful, beautiful thought process, right? right? Uh, yeah, so I'm saying like that. So everybody gets their own. Everybody's blessed in their own way with where they end up going. But like I said, I thought he ended up going before Kendrick Coburn, maybe because teams did not exactly know where they would play him. Maybe mm-hmm. they weren't sure if they were going to play him inside or play him outside because at Texas, like I said, he had a little bit of time at both. Uh, I still think he's going to end up being – uh, a guy that ends up making a roster. And if not, they changed the practice squad rules so much yes. where he's going to end up sticking with a team. They're going to end up making a project out of him if he doesn't just make the squad. They got a really deep defensive line. Yep. <laughs> so I could I could see him being a practice squad project for the Philadelphia Eagles too. That's why I say you can mold him into whatever you need him to be molded into because yeah. of that fact of his youth and the fact that he's still a a a player that is developing. He still has a lot of room for development and for, for development. And if you can put him there with that group that I'm telling you, when I looked at the Eagles roster and what they became overnight, I was like, come on. I was more worried about B. John Robinson being on the offensive side than what I was what they were doing with the defensive side. And now I'm like, how are we gonna move the ball? I mean, they were already top five all yeah. time, all time in sacks the season they had right. last year. They went to Super Bowl and then they added right. Nolan Smith on the D line, oh. Jalen Carter on the D line, yeah, and a guy like Ojimo. But yeah, if you uh, Daniel Jeremiah tweeted out his best value picks and he's got uh, Philadelphia with two of his best value picks, more Ojimo in the seventh round, and he's also got uh, Ring, Philadelphia with Nolan, Nolan Smith. Oh, oh, okay. He said that that's his best because he had him as thirteenth overall in his big boy. I think he went thirtieth. He had. At Moro Ojimo, he hundred eleventh overall in his big board. And he went two forty ninth. Yeah, so that is great. And value. Derrick, like I said, Derrick is he's easily he's a student of the game. He, like I said, he got he got four out of the top ten, including the Texans trade. Eighty three of the top one hundred picks in his top one hundred uh, were end up end up being picked. I mean, he he's right now he's probably as accurate as anybody could be. Yeah. Um. And, tw- and so, eighty four percent hit rate, or at least eighty four percent of his top one hundred and fifty drafted in twenty twenty two, eighty five percent in twenty twenty one, eighty four percent in twenty twenty. Wow. So, if you're looking for the most accurate of the the pre draft uh, mock drafters, I should say, it Daniel Jeremiah right now might be the top guy. Anyway, bro, that, that's not. But getting back to it, he loves him some Ojimo. He's a big Ojimo fan. It was not to love. And Ojimo, Pro Football Focus loves him too. He was a top five. He had top five grade as a pass rusher and as a run defender mm-hmm. for interior D linemen. Um, if you looked at it among, like I said, power five D linemen, that 
you know, he's a guy that's been extremely productive, and I'm with you. I think they might have gotten themselves a hell of a steal, and his his measurables were unbelievable at the combine. Yes, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, like he freaked out a lot of people because did. they didn't un- understand that he was that talented at a, such a young age. And I know a lot of people are like, "Why do you keep bringing up the age?" Harsh, there's people in oh, the way, but you don't understand what this guy has had five years at the University of Texas from three different defensive. Uh, coordinators all these guys and now they're getting a chance to go to the next level where they're more than likely going to be with the same defensive coordinator unless he goes and gets a head coaching job but he's gonna learn a lot from the players that have been in the league and now he doesn't have to play school play school so now he can just go in there and work on his craft uh, 29 reps on the bench was third among D tackles. His broad jump was fourth among D tackles at the combine. His vertical was second among D tackles. His 10-yard split was sixth among D tackles, or tied for fifth, I should say. Um, his 40-yard dash was seventh among D tackles. But he was top five in bench, broad, vertical, 10-yard split at his position at the yeah. combine. Yeah, I'm with you. He, like Harry Rosen said, I'm surprised you're here, man. Thank you. You want to come be an eagle? Thank you for, thank you for <laughs> falling know, to us. I didn't think you was going to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with you. The rich seem to get richer. Oh my goodness. And I, I, that was the saying. I was thinking that in my car all the day today. Richer, I'm like, that's, that's what businessmen do, right? <sighs> they figure out a way to make more money on top of the money that they already have. They already went to the Super Bowl Had just last year. Best D line arguably yeah. <laughs> in the league last year. Yes. And now they, they got, got they, better. They got, how did that D line get better? It they got better. They got a lot of depth. They added some generational talent somehow Thank coming you. out of the draft on the D line. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I'm with not you. a good look for the Cowboys. Not a good look for the Cowboys. <laughs> not Let's at get all. to the Cowboys, though, because I love that DeMarvion Overshone pick for them. Uh, they end up picking DeMarvion Overshone and. He was he was popular with the Cowboys. We talked about this on the mm-hmm. show a ton. How Demarvin Overshone talked about how he interviewed with the Cowboys, and Dan Quinn told him specifically, "I had a plan." He had a plan for him, yep. and actually, you know, was able to kind of diagram and break down that plan for Demarvin Overshone. Now, Demarvin Overshone didn't have any, you know, control over where he was going. Um, but it, for a guy like Dan Quinn to show you a player who is who had been playing linebacker for now what going on his fourth fourth year his rookie year will be his fourth year playing the linebacker position and for one of the top defensive minds in the NFL to say, no 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 I got I know how to use you. Yep. I know how to weaponize you. That had to be extremely flattering for DeMarvion Overshone and then the Cowboys end up picking him in the third round. And I said, you know, he's a guy that's been a unicorn and some coaches at one point tried in his career to kind of saw off his horn. Yep. Try to turn him into some kind of show pony. And it's like, no, man, he's a unicorn. Sharpen the horn and turn it into a weapon. And let him Move be him a around. Freak. Let him yep. be a freak. And they did that last year. Yes, they right? did. They put him on the edge. They moved him around. Let that guy work in space. Believe in positionless football. As I've told you for 10 years now, it's the future. Dan Quinn believes in positionless football. That's why he believes in DeMarvion Overshone. He's a positionless football uh, spread baby, yep. if you will. He's born in that generation and a perfect uh, project. For Dan Quinn. As I told you last week when I was thinking of who he was, especially when he bought in to switching to the linebacker position. That's the other thing. A lot of people don't understand. It took a while for him to say, Mm -hmm. all right, let's do this. Because Cam Chancellor kept coming to mind to me. Cam Chancellor. When DeMarvian Overshawn first got to the University of Texas, he was wearing number 31. I remember him blowing up Casey Thompson. On the goal line during I the spring. That. Twice. He did it that. twice. Yeah, we were like, don't touch the quarterback. I was quarterback. like, you're not <laughs> supposed to touch the quarterback. He blew him up twice because yep. he was trying to make a name for himself. And Casey thought he could tip through, tiptoe through the tulips. Well, he let him know about himself. Cam Chancellor wore number 31 Well, he was with the Seattle Seahawks. His defensive coordinator was Dan Quinn. Hmm. He's six, Cam Chancellor was 6'3", 225. That is DeMarvian Overshawn. I kept saying that will be who he will represent in that. the NFL. I remember you saying And that. for Dan Quinn to say, I got you. I got you. You ready to go to work? And you know, Demo's like, yes, mold me, mold me, weaponize me. And I heard B&E talking about this, and this is something that you and I have been talking about too. He's not afraid to be on the special teams. He's a guy that can come in and make an impact right away. And he will be able to maximize that positionless football that you love to talk about 
And think about the people that he's going to be learning under. He's going to learn under the defensive side, I mean, with the linebackers, but he's also going to learn from a J. Ron Curse. He's going to learn from a Donovan Wilson. He's going to be able to be flexed into a position to play either safety or that rush outside linebacker. He is that dude, and this is going to be a perfect fit. And I saw people questioning, I don't know, did you watch his film? Yes, I saw him every day. Mm-hmm. The dude, all he needed to do was be able to go forward. What do they always say about Sergio Kendall? You can't let a thoroughbred go backwards. <laughs> Turn him loose and let him go play. And one of his biggest strengths is what? Sideline to sideline. Dude can go sideline to sideline. And pair him up with Micah Parsons in the tutelage with Micah Parsons? Yeah, he's going to be a special type of player for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, played 472 special team snaps in his career at Texas, so he is not afraid to play special teams. Lewis Riddick remarked oh. that DeMarvion Overshone is a striker. He loves mm-hmm. the way that he hits when he uh, makes contact with a ball carrier, and uh, he's right about that. I mean, there, you just brought up the very <laughs> those memorable uh, shots, even in a spring game, uh, DeMarvion Overshone uh, hitting Casey Thompson. He is, he does bring his hips. He brings it all with him when he hits. It's a player. I'm sure Dan Quinn liked that. And also, he's a natural pass rusher. Last year, off the edge, 25% pressure rate in 2022. That was one of the highest for any linebacker coming out in this draft. Higher than, uh, you know, uh, Campbell and Drew Sanders and uh, Noah Swell and Daniel Henley and Trent Simpson. Then a lot of those guys that were drafted ahead of him. He's a natural guy that can pass rush on the edge. So that's why Dan Quinn likes him too. He actually said after he was drafted by the Cowboys, he was told that his ability to rush the passer on third down is a part of why the Cowboys liked him. So also give some props to the Texas staff for finally using DeMarvion <laughs> Overshone on the edge and that, you know, lifted and improved his draft stock. No doubt. Um, that's part of it. You know, you're part of your development and part of players being maximized and part of coaches finding a way to weaponize you in your system. They have to expand your skill set and show off uh, your skill set. And Texas certainly did that with DeMarvin Overshone. Cowboys loved it. So, yeah. good move. I like, I like that move for the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a certain type of linebacker that Dan Quinn covets, and mm-hmm. they're really athletic guys who can run, whether it be Damone Clark or Michael Parsons or Jabril Cox. Or, hell, is it Harper, the kid they got out yeah, of Oklahoma State? Devin Harper. Uh, or, or, of course, DeMarvin Overshone. He wants those kind of new-age hybrid linebackers that can run and that are comfortable in space. Yep. Um, okay, the other Longhorn, of course, I mean, that were there were uh, four or five of them drafted, but uh, four that we're getting to right now. We talked a lot about Bijan last uh, week when he was drafted in the first round by the Falcons. Uh, Rojo, Roshan Johnson, I thought when the Cowboys drafted DeMarvin <laughs> Overshone, I thought that was the Rojo pick. I was like, man. Might be the Rojo pick yep. right there. Not the Rojo pick. Rojo falls to the fourth round, 115th overall to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Uh, and where he will be in the same backfield with another lifetime Longhorn, Deontay Foreman. Yes. Who is also uh, coming off a really good season, and he's going to be in the backfield with Deontay Foreman and Justin Fields. Uh, he can, you know, obviously earn some reps, which I think Rojo can do. But we know he can play special teams, not afraid to do that. And uh, the Bears, I think, are a, they, right now look like they are a running football team. Like, that's the strength of their team right now. I'm not saying that Justin Fields can't evolve. But right now, that's what sets them apart. That's where, that's where they are an elite, lethal weapon on offense is their ability to run the football with Justin Fields as the added plus one. Man, Rojo can add a real... Mm, element to that offense, a, a power element to that offense. And, I mean, say what you want about, you know, Texas, uh, uh, you know, last year and, you know, their offense and how it looked in the passing game. The running game was not an issue at all. Matter of fact, the running game saved the season yeah. uh, for Texas. And it was on the back of Rojo and B. John. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And for him to go to Chicago, and you brought up the fact, too, with him being with DeMarvin mm-hmm. Overshawn. I mean, DeMarvin Overshawn with Deontay Foreman. Deontay. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. There's going to be that element of teaching and making him understand, too, what it's like to be a pro. When you start looking at what he's able to bring, another guy that's not afraid of special teams either. He's another guy that's mm-hmm. not afraid to play on the special team to go down there and make a tackle. But more importantly, he brings so much, you know, so many different levels of his football acronym to be able to go out there and play. Here's a former quarterback that was able to go to the running back position mm-hmm. and transition to it perfectly. And then not only that, the way that he works every single day, you're not going to have to worry about him 
off the field. The most important thing is you're going to have to tell him to calm down a little bit to keep him, you know, from going too hard because that's just who he is. And you don't have to worry about the leadership. He's going to provide so much more for that team. And I'm excited for him. I think that's a good spot for him. Think about that offense now with what they did in the draft as well. They drafted a tackle. Mm-hmm. They brought in some, you, you know, you got you got um, Justin Fields at quarterback that's going to be able to make it happen for him. You brought in some more weapons on the outside as well. This is a great opportunity for him to go to a team that is trying to come up as opposed to just trying to stay stagnant. No, I'm with you. I, I like what the Bears have done. Like I said, that's a that's a good move. We'll kind of go over the, the overall review of some of the best drafts overall in the NFL. But, uh, you know, sticking kind of with Rojo and where he lands, as long as he's landing with a team that wants to run the football, he's in a good spot. Yep. And the Bears are one of those teams. They want to run the football. They want that to be their identity. And, you know, they, they need more than one back in that backfield. So I'm assuming that he can end up being one of the, the backs in the running back by committee yep. uh, for the Bears. So that's a good spot for him. I I, I wanted Rojo to go to, to the Cowboys really bad. They, they addressed so. their running back Me position, so. which we'll get to. Uh, but I thought that would be a good spot for him. Also, uh, Keandre Coburn drafted in the sixth round by the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great spot for Keandre Coburn. He, I was surprised, actually, he got drafted ahead of uh, Moro Ojimo. But as I said, every team out there needs a Keandre Coburn. They need a run-stuffing, kind of a old-school gap, you know, kind of plugging def- defensive tackle, interior defensive lineman. Keandre Coburn is that guy. Also proven added value, 31 pressures last year. So. Mm-hmm. He also can pressure the quarterback when he needs to or situationally. But there's no question that Keandre Coburn can be a guy that can be a force in the running game on early downs for you. Uh, and the Chiefs, I think, you know, they got uh, some D tackles right now, plenty of them, I believe, uh, in front of him. So I don't know he'll have to play right away. But definitely some vets he can learn from. Hell, you might have the best pass rushing D tackle in the league yep. there with Chris Jones. No doubt about it. And somebody sent you a text, Rob. Chiefs got their plunger. There you go. They, they do got they their got, plunger. They got their plunger. Yeah, they man. got a backup plunger because they, they got, already had a couple that was up there, but they got a backup plunger. Well, Chris Jones don't like the stuff to run notoriously. Yeah. One of things is, yeah, both, <laughs> uh, he, he, he believes that his skill set is kind of worth too much. He should be rushing the passer all the time. I mean, that's why they move him around a lot on yep. that defensive front. He does not like to be the double-team taking wide-body defensive tackle. He wants to be a guy, even put him on the edge like they did in the, in the playoffs because he thinks – that he's gonna have got body dysmorphia where he believes that he's smaller oh, yeah, than he, he actually he, is. Yeah, he's slender. Yeah, he's yeah, slender man. coming off of that. He's edge. like that dog. You have the little dog that thinks they're a big dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's standing big, on the porch. Yeah, yeah. He's a big <laughs> dude that wants to be slender, but he's got the skill set. I mean, he can he's got really good feet and he's slender and he is a hell of a pass rusher. So he'd rather be rushing a pass and he wants that to be his main uh kind of feature as a player. Yep. So he doesn't want to do the the dirty, the dirty work, work. Yeah. yeah, of being the plunger. Hey, Kendrick Coburn, he'll be the plunger. Well, and here's another the one, too. They got Charles Aminihue on that team as well that just came over from San Francisco. Yeah. So there's that uh, relationship. They signed Anthony Cook in the secondary as well. And they also took the first-rounder, uh, Felix Ndike Uzoma, Uzoma. out yeah, of the Big 12. That guy's so. not left this Kansas, uh, no, ever, Kansas City. Ever. He been, yeah, he's been there. I think he grew up in Kansas City. I, I think, think he was born right. and raised in yeah, Kansas, City. Kansas City. And you have to tonight. remember, in Kansas City, they don't want to pay Chris Jones what he wants either. That's right. He's going to so, be moving around. That's so right. there is something to be said that they don't want to pay him. And so they may be trying to figure out if they can just go ahead and draft the next guy and let him walk. That's why they don't want to use him as a pass rusher a lot of times too, because yeah. his stats will be unbelievable. If they use exactly. him as every game as a pa- feature him every game as a pass rusher, dude, he he he'd be one of the league leaders in yeah. sacks and pressures. Yeah, yeah. and they be demanding a, crazy. Money. They added a bunch of defensive linemen this offseason to maybe offset and go, hey man, if we find the next guy and get somebody in there that can do around what he can do, and he wants man. top D D end money. Yep, we're not going to give him top D end money. We're the Kansas City Chiefs, unfortunately. That's the way it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll go get our next guy. Somebody else get, will pay you. If we can get a mini Hugh and 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 uh, Dave and 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 mm-hmm. uh, Coburn and they, those guys all form a good young O line, cool. Pay them yep. a lot less. Yep. 
Uh, and the Chiefs have one of the best GMs in the league, yeah, Brett Veach. So he's definitely thinking down line because he's, he's definitely thinking. They call him Big Veach. Because I, well, I know he's thinking. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, ex, I gotta re, renegotiate this Mahomes deal before Mahomes starts to think, hey man, uh, why am I being underappreciated value wise when you're looking at what he's being paid? So I wonder if they'll do something with that deal too, just to make sure. Like, I don't know. We appreciate you, yep. Patrick Mahomes. You are the man. Like, yep. we, we love you. So, yeah, I, I don't. I don't doubt what uh, Kansas City does, man, because they they're one of the top three teams. They in terms do well, of, yes, <laughs> in terms of handling their business. Track record winning. Uh, you brought up the undrafted free agent Anthony Cook yep. signing with Kansas City. Uh, also, Deshaun Jameson yep. uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. It's a good spot for him. Uh, I think as a returner, Deshaun Jameson really is a natural. No doubt. I mean, he's one of the best returners in the country. I don't know why he was relegated to just being a, a DB in, in Sark's uh, tenure here, but they didn't really let him return as much as he did when he was with Tom Herman. I think part of the reason, part of the allure, the draw to him would be the fact that, man, he can really be an explosive uh, returner for you. No doubt. So, I've been uh, saying it for a long time. A I've been like, man, if he could get the ball – in space, he is dangerous because his speed is so deceptive. His strides are so smooth. It doesn't look like he's running that fast until he's past you. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, man, I thought I had an angle on that guy. And it seems like every stride that he takes is just one more than what you were expecting. I've been a big fan of him in uh, in the return game. And I was, I was disappointed that he didn't get that many opportunities in the past couple years. But, man, he's going to get an opportunity, I believe, with uh, – the 49ers. Yeah, it was weird that he right. didn't get more opportunities. Because he gave it to X-Men. I understand that. No, I'm saying no, I, I know don't that. get that. Well, no, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> just loves X-Men. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. It seemed like even on kickoff return and yes. return that they used him less and less. I'm like. And he was playing less. Right. He was playing less on the field, like actually as a cornerback. So yeah. I was like, oh, then why not just let him be Please. full-time return guy? Because X-Men was being yes. targeted. A little too much. Exactly. Because we know it's almost a burden to the offense. Yep. So anyway, uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the future. Yeah, we're talking, uh, about, yeah, we're talking about he's in the league now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the, the places that all the Longhorns landed. Um, which Longhorn do you think will see the field I've, take Bijan out of it? Yeah, I was we're say, talking about the four other him. guys that, that were drafted after Bijan. Which one sees the field first, guess? Which one? I think it's Rojo. I think Rojo gets on the field. I know that because he's going to be the third down back, I believe. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. Um, you also look at what Overshawn's going to be able to do. Um, are we going to use? We're not going to use the special teams no, aspect I'm talking of it. About we're like talking about actual position, playing position. Yeah, I think it'll be Demarvin. I you, think he'll get an opportunity. Yeah, I think Roshan's going to be in there just because in today's running back game, you're yep. you're going to have yep. to use two backs, and I think he's going to be the second back. He'll work his way into that role. Yep. But Overshawn, I could see. You know, pretty early in the season, being used in specific locations, mm-hmm. so not an every not an every down starter, but somebody that they go, all right, we're gonna put him on third down, or we're gonna we're gonna put him here and show this look, and we'll flip out here, and if we, it's an automatic passing down, then we don't necessarily want Leighton Vander Esch as much, and maybe we'll put in Overshawn in these passing downs to try and you know, either, and we can drop him back or rush him, and he can play really good coverage. So I think there could be he could be used in certain situations a lot for the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, like a dime package. Yeah, with him out there as one of your linebackers, but basically he's almost a hybrid back. Yeah, because he can pass right. Because then you're like, well, well is he, is he showing him. or is he going to come out and uh, guard yeah. the tight end? No, we I totally know. agree with you. That, and he said they like his ability to rush off the edge. I'm going to go with Rojo too. Just seems like the easier one. Yeah. I think that's. I think so. We're all in. That's, yeah, we're in all in unanimity in that. <laughs> yeah, that I think it's going to be Rojo, man. Rojo. I was surprised that he dropped where he did. Um, you're talking about a guy that averaged more yards after contact per rush than Bijan did. And yeah. you know, led the country in <laughs> uh, broken tackle rate in the last two years. So he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunities, obviously because he's behind Bijan Robinson. But with Chicago, I could see them using him situationally, power situations. We know it was great Wildcat here at Texas. So situationally, Rojo's going to definitely be the first to see the field, uh, just because running back got by committee is too popular, and situationally, he's just too damn good. And, yeah. break and, and we also know that Rojo is the type of guy that if you walk in and go, hey, we need you to lead block for Justin Fields on this play. You may have an older mm-hmm. back that'd be like, dude, I don't want to lead block on all these. And Rojo, I'll do it. My yep. hand's up. Coach, Amen. put me in. Yep. I'll lead block. Yep. Great point. Totally agree with you. 
Uh, and and I, I think, man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a multiple back sets because they can just go power back sets football potentially up there. Yeah. And with two Longhorns in the backfield, that'd be pretty damn cool. I could yeah. see him doing something like that, too. Uh, all right, so excited about the Longhorns. Uh, Specs X line wide open for you. We'll come back. We'll continue to talk draft. We didn't get into the Cowboys, really, or the Longhorn, uh, or the Texans. So we'll get into the Cowboys and the Texans coming up next and review their draft right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. The ball don't lie right here on 104 9 the horn smooth so monday edition of ball don't lie uh that's my man patrick plays songs intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans out there um and i guess right now texas baseball fans could use some soothing if you will um have we checked on that score yeah. uh you don't want to from what i understood okay. we do not okay i, I mean they, they've that. scored more runs the Texans have scored some more they runs. They have scored some more runs. Okay, they're still we, down. Okay, nobody. I love that nobody wants to give me a no, score update. No, because it's a lot to a little. It's a lot to a little. Let's move on to yeah. some things that uh, put the people in a better mood. Apparently, uh, let's talk about the Cowboys draft. And we just talked about it kind of because Demarvin Overshawn was one of the draft picks, third round draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys. We liked that pick. We had been talking about Demarvin Overshawn would be a good pick for the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. um, so it made a lot of sense. But let's get to and we talked about Mozzie Smith a ton last week, and we can get back to that conversation too. But give me your thoughts about the rest of the draft for the Dallas Cowboys. Hards they do get their tight end. All right, uh, is it Schoonmaker? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I prefer Scooby. not draft him. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with, he was in not the draft him. 58th overall, though? You don't like that value? No, I don't. They, they, had been taking a lot of, uh, they had been taking a lot of tight ends off the board, though. Yeah. They, I think they, I had a, they had a mini run on tight ends yeah. in the second round, but you don't like that pick at the 58th No, I did, I did not okay. like that pick at the 58th spot. And the okay. reason why I didn't like the pick is because I thought there was another way to get some more value there at that position. Okay. I mean, you could have looked at Darnell Washington at one point because I thought he was a more athletic type of Some tight people end. Some people say like some medical red flags possibly. Yeah, I understand I that. Know. I understand yeah. that. And here's a team that, you know, everybody kept thinking they should have taken Michael Mayer. And I kept saying no. Not only that, other teams didn't take Michael Mayer. Mm-mm. So understand where we're coming from with that conversation. And I just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And – I don't know if I sent – I might have sent you guys the audio of how it all came down. And a tight end wasn't even in the conversation for that 26 pick. So no. so a lot yeah. of people kept saying, oh, he should have been that guy. They should have went for mayor at 26. They weren't going to take a tight end at that position, which I was excited about because what did I say before we left? I said, I want the Cowboys to take either an offensive or a defensive lineman. And that's the two people that were there. There was yep. an, and I love the way Will Will McClay said it. He said we've never had a defensive player that was that high on our board mm-hmm. at that position yeah. for us to take. We've had it for offensive linemen, and we've done and great. We've done it. Yeah. We've done it. So for me to look at that and say, all right, let's grab this guy. I thought that was perfect for them. And the more and more you look at it and you do some more research on uh, Mozzie Smith, you say. I think they got it right because yeah. this is a guy that can come in and be very physical at the very beginning, and I give you a lot you of credit for right it. You baby. kept talking about the fact of the the plunger mm-hmm. aspect of it and what the Cowboys have been doing is piecemealing it. They've been grabbing a guy here, grabbing a guy there. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have a guy that can be part of your future yep. until it's time for you to decide if you want to pay him or not. I think that was the great move, and I, I'm hoping – you know, you asked about what – uh, Longhorn will be impactful right away. I think this Michigan Wolverine will be impactful right away. Yeah, and I mean, when you talk about, again, you're playing the Eagles twice a year, and even though they don't draft Bijan Robinson, they make a trade for DeAndre Swift to add in with Rashad Penny and Boston Scott. Like, that running back core with Jalen Hurts that can go out the middle on those QB sneaks, it's nice to have somebody that can just shore up against a team like that. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Uh, obviously, okay, but no, I I'm, I like the Mozzie Smith pick too, I, and I think he he physically he was a freak. But 
to play devil's advocate on the second round pick for the yep. Cowboys at 58th overall, uh, the tight end from Michigan and mm-hmm. two Michigan guys. Two Michigan way. guys, yeah. So the Eagles love Georgia and the Cowboys <laughs> love Michigan because the Cowboys had a chance to take both of those Georgia yes, guys. Yes, they did. They had a chance to take Nolan Smith. Which is the one I want. Remember, I wanted Nolan Smith at Instead first. of Mozzie Smith. Yeah. Got yeah. the wrong Smith. Got the wrong. That would have been perfect <laughs> for me. That's the wrong Tyler. <laughs> um, but, no, they I, they had a chance uh, here, actually, too, right, to uh, yep. to take a uh, – oh, who was this? What was the second round? They had a, I forgot his name. L- L- no, Darnell Washington. Yeah, Darnell Washington. White, but the the middle. The yes. medical red flags. So, yes, yeah. exactly. So I think the medical red flag thing might have. You know, Cowboys have one of the best training staffs in all the NFL, and that might have turned the Cowboys off. So, but to just to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. his 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 RAS score, which is a relative athletic score, is nine point eight six out of ten. Pretty athletic. Yeah, yeah. Four six three, so he can move for a big man. Uh, was he six five two fifty one? He is older. I think he's going on twenty five years old. At least he will mm-hmm. be when the season starts. He is a decent route runner, but you know you can't play in a Jim Harbaugh offense. You can't block. Exactly. So you can block. Yep. And he ran a sub one six ten yard split at the combine, which is pretty good. He's deceptive in setting up his you know defenders for his routes. His footwork is really nice. I see why they like him. Um, but I also see why some people said, "Hey, man, I'd go with was it Osiris Torrance." I think was still on the yep, board there. Yep. Uh, Darnell Washington still on the board there. I see why some people might have said that, but the medical red flags and the fact that I think they they think he's going to play right away. Yes, um, and, and maybe Osiris Torrance could have played right away for him too. You could make that argument, uh, but I think the ty- I think they actually may end up going some. Th- 13 personnel next year and 12 they play 12 personnel probably 31% of the time the Cowboys do they play it, a lot of 12 personnel one yeah. back two tight ends yeah and I look at it and I say okay I, I told you I'm a big Jake Ferguson fan Hendershot had some moments uh, but the blocking aspect of it is something that uh, needs to ha- leaves much to be desired I guess you would say but a lot of times in the NFL Patrick you brought it up just a little bit ago the way that the NFL plays the tight ends are more effective as a weapon than they are as blockers. But you said it too, Rod. You bring in all these guys. Now you can go into the big backs. You can go into the big t- the jumbo tight end package yeah. where you can have those two guys on there. But here's the other thing. This was the first time I believe that the Cowboys only went out and drafted one offensive lineman as well because normally they like to stockpile the offensive line. Very true. But now they decided to, to branch out and fill some other voids. Um, let's look at it this way. There's only a few guys that you can sit in here and say they will be day one starters that can possibly come in and say day one start. The Cowboys, like the Longhorns, they've had they've had starters. They've got good guys on the offensive and defensive lines that you can look forward to them being there uh, for this season. They just needed to provide a bunch of depth. They did it at one position. And that is the linebacker position. But there needed to be a little bit more at the linebacker position. Let's think about it. Leighton Vander Esch, he's been injured, off the injury. Played well last year. We didn't know if mm-hmm. he was going to be able to play last year, but he ended up doing it. And then you bring in a DeMarvian Overshawn. But then who else do you have to back up those positions? I know he loves to play the big DBs and bring them down yeah. and be able to do it. We had Sam Williams get drafted last year, Damone Clark the year before. I mean, last year as well, or two years ago. One of them came in, which was the one – from LSU. I know Damone Clark was there, but but what was the other one? Jabril Cox. That's the other one. So you do have those guys, but does that mean that they're not feeling them as much because of injuries? Is it because they're not picking it up? No. Jabril Cox, they've... They shot away from him because they don't like the way he plays the run yep. early on. And they started to play less Jabril Cox and focus him on special teams and they give Damone Clark a lot of those mm-hmm. ups. They really like Damone Clark. Physically, Damone Clark is just a freak. Yes, I mean, even is. Micah Parsons has remarked I that agree. this dude is with me when we run drills. Like, And I'm like the most athletic guy on the team. So those yep. two guys are freaks, and they like those two guys there. Um, about the, you know, I, I think with Leighton Vanderish. He's the one that allows you to hybridize Micah Parsons because he stabilized the linebacker yep. core. If he stays healthy, you're fine. Remember, you can always move Micah back and forth to situationally matchup base wise as well. Um, but I think right now their top guys there are Leighton Vanderesh, Damone Clark, and they want to find more dependable pieces at the linebacker yep. position. That's why Demarvin Overshone was. Man, kind of a priority for him as a third round pick. Yeah, that's so they obviously I'm don't trust they don't it. trust the pieces they brought in so far. Right. 
That's why, still I, that's why those I was guys. looking at it. Yeah, and, that's, yeah. and that was the position of yeah. the lack of depth. Yeah, and that's why they yeah. they play more three safety, big nickel, mm-hmm. big dime. They probably play big nickel, big dime uh, close to 35%, yeah. 40% of their snaps. They're in three safety packages. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got a lot of DBs, too. So I think they'll use more of their three safety packages, too, to help stabilize. Not stabilize, but to supplement, I should say, the linebacking court. It's definitely going to be something to pay attention to. And, mm-hmm. again, you, all, you we talk about Dan Quinn and how he creates mm-hmm. and what that defense represented. But, you know, the offense needs a little bit more juice. We still, I thought they were going to take a running back. I thought they, they was going, but I'm talking about. I thought we were going to take one higher. No. I thought they were oh, going to take one. taller. You meant, huh? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> you meant you meant one that might know how to do pass protection for more than one second. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all better leave my boy Deuce alone. I, I, I love, love Deuce Vaughn. I think I Deuce Vaughn's great. That's one of the best yeah, picks they is made. He got two of them on that roster already. Yeah, that's, that's one true. of the best picks they made. Is Deuce Vaughn? It I really know. is. Oh. But. I understand Cowboys' concern that, well, you said you want to be a running football team. Right. And you got a, a Tony Pollard coming off a big-time injury. Big-time injury. And then you got, you know, Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones. And you have you still have Miles Davis at the running back position. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, well, I'm just saying. That's who it is. a bunch of jabronis yeah. back there. I man. agree. And I'm talking about running football. Also, none of those guys are known for pass protection. <laughs> yeah. None That's of true them. Too. Which point. is why, uh-huh, <laughs> which is why the door is still open. For Ezekiel Elliott oh, to no, come I, back. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I think that's one hundred percent he went, I'm gonna get the guy from Dallas yep. and Ronald Jones. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my, my boy's kid yep. and Deuce Vaughn. And then when we clearly don't have a running back who can do pass pro uh-huh. or short yardage, I can bring oh, my no. boy Z back and go, guys, I tried to tell you we need to keep him. Uh-huh. And they're like, Jerry, you're the reason we need to keep him because you can't go out and find somebody. <laughs> go trade for I'm somebody else. I'm telling you, I love the conspiracy. I dog. wish I could tell you that was a stupid conspiracy. But it, it is too not. Much sense Jerry, Jerry loves him. We brought it up. Like, why are you hey. bringing up Z? Hey, because the videos are out back. there with him working in the fields. He's working oh, with the footwork coach. He's going to slim down again. Talking about the deepest running back draft in the last <laughs> 10 years. Cowboys could find one to the very end, the one related to the damn coach. It's <laughs> hey, really, a really good pick. I love it. I think Deuce Vaughn's a great pick it's if you're not pick. trying to win a Super Bowl this year. But I think Deuce Vaughn is a great pick if you don't want to re-sign Tony Pollard in a year because I think Deuce Vaughn could show potential to replace Tony Pollard. The problem but, is but he's Vaughn not is, the other back. Deuce, no, I, no, I agree with everything you said. You're, I totally agree with you because Deuce Vaughn is awesome, but Deuce Vaughn can never be the main course of your running game. Right. All right, yeah. he is a side, was, he's a side dish. All right, either. he's a, he's, a, he's your mashed potatoes. He's your mac and cheese. Hey, he cannot be the pork chop. He can't be the st- chicken fried steak <laughs> of your running game. Right. You got to find a better back to that. Sark tried that. Remember? Yep. He yep. tried in the bowl game. Remember, Keelan Robinson basically was his his. He tried to make a mashed potatoes the main course. You can't make mac and cheese and mashed potatoes the main course of a running game. Have you not seen? You need some substance, man. I need some protein, man. You Raisins need protein. don't count. Cowboys right now. Don't they put got no a, raisins in. Cowboys there. right now got a bunch of side dishes and they ain't got no damn main course. That's of the running why they bring it back, Zeke. Dog. Oh, man, I'm telling please. you. I'm telling you, man. That's some expired meat right there. I want that. Hey, that's some expired. That's that Dollar General. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I don't know if I trust that. Hey, that's it. That's got that tag on it. It says for sale for it's today. Say, hey, Mark look, down. That means you gotta cook it today. <laughs> How long that meat been out? <laughs> you gotta cook Smell it funny. today. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta cook it in a car. I ain't never seen I ain't see meat look this color before. <laughs> but I guess we cook it. It'll be all right. I will be. I, listen, I think Deuce Vaughn might be the, one of the best damn picks they I made. I think so all too. He, like it's probably my top three. It, actually, top two or three favorite picks they made. I agree. Easily. I agree 100%. And, right. the, and, and the story is so good. I like it. I'm, I was very excited when I saw Matter of fact, I texted his mom, and I was like, my kids are getting a Deuce Vaughn jersey. My son don't even like the Cowboys, but he will wear a Deuce Vaughn jersey. Ordering it today. Yeah, Deuce is going to make the roster. Oh, for sure. Like he's Because he, he can play special. He's making me everything that Kim, Kevontae Turpin. Thank ain't, you. Because he can run routes downfield. And he can, Might as well cut Turpin right and now. think about this. Think about this. <laughs> Behind that offensive line, that big old offensive line, what linebacker, safety, or corner is going to be able to see him? They None can't. of them. No. And he'll pop out, just like Darren Sproles did. He's going to be just as effective as Darren Sproles was in the NFL because he's so versatile. Mm-hmm. No, I, really love I love it. I love it. I love that I pick. love it. But still, 
Side dishes. Sometimes them side dishes taste good. They do. <laughs> yeah, but they ain't a full dinner, Harge. Exactly. Hey, so you want to be hungry again an hour? He's an appetizer, he's man. A, wait, he's an appetizer. He's an appetizer. <laughs> Get a main course for that running I game. All and in. it ain't Zeke. He's definitely not Zeke. It's Zeke's not coming Zeke. in, though. <laughs> Zeke will be back. They ain't gave it away 21. You know what I think they're waiting to do? Trade for Derrick Henry. Dude, I, I, can, will, I, I will take they, that. They have to do it. At like, this point, it's getting closer to right? them having to do it. The problem is that that running back room is going to be close to $30 million this year. And I get it. You got to do it. Mm, you put yourself in a corner. Don't forget. I think do. you can go trade for DeAndre Swift. Thank you. They already do. Been Thank you. Why did you do that though? That should have been the number one move. Nah, because you, you were waiting. Do. You were waiting for the emotional moment where Deuce Vaughn got picked. He could have still gonna, been picked. You're gonna get likes on Twitter <laughs> for 20 minutes instead of taking a guy that you need, like Roshan earlier in the draft. They should have. Remember, I kept yelling for him to sign Deontay Foreman in the offseason. I was like, sign. Yeah, that was Foreman. one of the first cheap, things cheap, that should have happened. Oh, that would have been they, cheap, cheap. And, and now, so now he's in Rojo. Exactly. It's like you still don't have a main back. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I'll take it though. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, we'll come back. Good stuff there. We must be running a quarterback the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please don't start that. No, they can't afford to do that right now. Right, right. right. Too much money. At least they got a tight end who can block. (laughs) (laughs) They do got a couple of tight ends that can block, though. They just ain't got a running back that can run, really. All right, we'll come right back. Right here, we got the Flex on the other side right here on Bar Don't Lie. Wonderful down the horn. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, it is a <laughs> smooth soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. It's my man Patrick Place Jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. Um, right now, that's Texas baseball. I was trying to go get an update on the score. Usually, their Twitter account's pretty good about updating the score. Hadn't been updated in like an hour. Just, no need. No need to update? No need to update. Nope. They're still battling. Still battling? Yeah. You know the score? From way in the back. <laughs> they battling from way in the back. You want to give the people a score? No, I do not. <laughs> no, I do not. No, I do not. I love that y'all won't give. Are we, are we, uh, is it like superstition that if we give the score update, then not, it makes it real? Uh, yeah, yeah. It makes it too honest. It's it like, I mean, it, it's real no matter what. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Hard is looking at the score, but he won't give a score update on. Uh, well, it. let's just say it's a lot to a little, and it's in the top of the seventh inning. Texas <laughs> is not doing very well, and TCU's doing great. All you gotta do is say the score. People would they would be able to surmise six. that. Fifteen okay. to six. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I, I know why you. Okay. But Thanks. the good Sorry. news is Tanner Witt is back. There he got go. a chance to come out and pitch. He didn't have uh, – he did exactly what, to be honest with you, what I expected him to do. What's that? And I just thought he was going to try to be too amped up mm-hmm. and try – he wasn't, okay. you know, finding his way. Yeah. And there were some pitches. He threw some good breaking balls. He had good life on his fastball, but it wasn't It wasn't what everyone was thinking it was going to be when he first came out. So Yeah. Um, obviously, he wasn't the only issue for the Longhorns. No, um, he was not. With a score like that. All right, so Harge, I'm sure, is going to we'll, – we'll, we'll hear – By the time more, the game is over, we'll give some yes, more. Yes, I say we'll hear more about that because we'll yeah. get into that in like the uh, 6.30 segment. Yeah, we'll dive go. into Texas baseball, and we have a chance to digest it ourselves, and we'll probably get the bubble guts trying mm-hmm. to digest that thing. That is 100% true, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Shout out to a member of the Flex family, yep. Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. There yeah. he is. Getting drafted there. Shout out. We we're just talking about Deuce Fun, uh, member of the Flex, uh, the Flex family, because uh, he was once a member of the uh, Cedar Ridge, correct? Yes, he was. Cedar, Cedar Ridge. Ridge. I do remember, strangely enough, Wags we used, to, used to do them games. He did. And no, there wasn't a bigger Deuce Fun fan in the ATX than Wags at the time. I literally remember him going on the radio talking about it to the point where people had to go look it up or at least had to go. Because no, he put up ridiculous numbers. No, and Wags would come on air and say, I don't know why nobody's recruiting him. I don't know why Texas recruited him. He can play for Texas. He yep. can play for Texas. I'm telling you, he can play for Texas. Yep. And I thought, okay, he's just saying that. He's probably a really good player. I don't know if he can play for Texas. Nope. 
Wax he right. He could play with that. Exactly. He could have. <laughs> shout out to Wax. Wax was the first one I heard just kind of going crazy. I was like, why is he talk, talk, talking about this kid, Deuce Vaughn? Yep. And turns out Wax got a good scout now. No shout doubt. Out. No yeah. doubt. And also shout out to a uh, couple players from the ATX. O'Shawn Mathis. For, he got drafted by the Rams. O'Shawn. Yeah, from Maynor. That's right. Uh, Bowie's Elijah Higgins was drafted by the Dolphins hey, as yeah. well. Nice. So there are some guys that definitely would have been a part of the Flex ATX. Like Shout that. out to my man Danny Davis for posting that Beautiful. and letting us know that. Also, I want to give a special birthday shout out to uh, someone who does a lot for this area with a lot of high school players. He's a friend of the show. He's been on and even had the Flex come out to a lot of his FBU. You actually worked with him at the All-American game in San Antonio, Mr. Anthony Williams. Hey. Happy birthday, Big Ant. He's like shout a big out. brother to me. Hey, and I've been around their family since they moved to Texas, and I'm, I, I can't be more excited for him and what he's been doing with FBU. So all the kids around here go to FBU football. They know all about it. You can mm-hmm. figure more about it. And he's probably been in contact with half of you. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. He's, uh, he's got a good heart. He's a good yep. man, yep. actually. Uh, really good man. And he yeah, does, does good work, too, with the young folks out there trying no to doubt. give everybody a chance to showcase their skill. No doubt. Um, and get some, get some good coaching, too. Yeah, that's what I was say. Got some good players. coaches. That's a good right. party coaching, man. Your boy that's was right. all in. Your boy it. was in it. Hopefully they asked you. I saw back. the videos. <laughs> I saw the videos. All in the videos. Yeah, all up in the videos. <laughs> all right, we come back. We got NBA playoff review on the other side. The Miami Heat win game one and the Warriors with an epic performance by Steph Curry uh, win Game 7. And now we have a beautiful, a fantastic Ooh, matchup coming classic. up in the second round between LeBron and the Lakers and Steph and the Warriors. Yeah, it's going to be a classic. We'll come back it. and discuss that right here on Ball Don't Lie. I wonder if we're not in the horn.